Good evening. Welcome to Devotions for Worship. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton. Thank you for joining me tonight. We begin our evening devotion with words of comfort from Hebrews 13:5. God has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. We pray. Lord Jesus, tomorrow we will assemble as your church in a way that I don't think the apostles could have imagined doing this over the internet. And we ask that you would meet us in that time and that you would comfort us with the forgiveness of our sins. You teach us that that we should examine ourselves and that we should confess our sins so that we might repent and receive your forgiveness. So we pray that tonight you would make us aware of our sins. Let no corner of our hearts harbor a secret sin. Let no misdeed be forgotten as we confess to you. Let our repentance be sincere and help us to pursue purity and holiness in our actions. And as we confess our sins, comfort us in the absolution when the pastor speaks it and when he pronounces in your authority that our sins truly are forgiven. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. On Monday we will start digging into the first commandment. But tonight, for our catechism reflection, I want to just kind of think about the question, what is the heart of God's law? You see, people approach the law in different ways. Some people come to it with fear, sensing that, that God is a tyrant who demands their conformity and who will severely punish all who do not comply. Some approach the law in a transactional manner. They hold that if they do what God says, then God will do for them some kind of good or some kind of blessing because of their behavior. Some approach the law with an attitude that that we can sum up with the old saying, if it's good for thee, it is good for thee, but not for me. This can be an outright rejection of God's authority, but it often takes the form of hypocrisy as the person applies God's law very strictly to others, but not to him or herself. Can you relate to any of those? Because I believe that all of us, at some point or another, goes through one of those. And sometimes we act like the law applies to us in in these different ways. What does God have at heart when he proclaims the law? Remember that these commandments are set in the context of God's saving work. So why does God give them? To get some insight into the answer to that question, we turn to Jesus in Matthew 22. It says, One of them, an expert in the law, tested Jesus with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. The Ten Commandments are, at their core, about love. We have been saved by God's grace and called to love him and love one another. What does that look like? The Ten Commandments give us a description. Or maybe it's better to say that they give us a prescription. Doctors prescribe medicines to 
help heal our bodies, to reduce inflammation and ward off infection, to bring balance to hormones and help our organs operate properly. Taking our prescriptions can be burdensome, but our lives are better. We are healthier when we take the prescribed medicine. God prescribes the commandments. When we follow them, they can heal our relationships, reduce our, our inflamed egos, ward off temptation, and bring balance to our lives so that we operate properly. They are a great gift, but they are also burdensome. We cannot follow the regimen. We need the ultimate healing of the gospel, the message of God's love for us, which has at its ultimate expression in Jesus' death and resurrection. But living in the gospel allows us to approach the law, seeing love at its heart. As we pray this evening, we pray the Lord's Prayer, but deliver us from evil. Dear Father, please rescue us from every evil of body and soul, possessions and reputation. And finally, when our last hour comes, give us a blessed end and graciously take us from this valley of sorrow to heaven, where we will live eternally with you and with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you so much for being with me this evening. God bless your night, and please, come for worship. You can join us online, uh, Gloria Day Hudson, if you, if you are inclined. Go to your own church. But somewhere, somehow, make sure you get to God's house to hear his word and to be strengthened by his grace.